Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Watermark OC Church Sunday Message. Watermark is a generational community that is crazy passionate about starting a conversation about God, your relationships, and authentic love. If you're interested in getting more information, please click the link in the show notes for next steps. Thanks again for listening. It's our hope and prayer that this message would transform your life. If you're here today and you're deconstructing your faith, you know, all the things from your parents' faith just feels like it's being dismantled. Well, today's message is for you to maybe start the reconstruction. If you're here today and you don't even know if you have genuine faith, then today's message is for you today. We as a church are studying the book of Revelation, the last book in the Bible. And in this book, you get these dramatic images of Jesus. It's really just a retelling of the gospel. And, and, and for you in the room who maybe need a refresher, um, the gospel is the good news of Jesus, that he was a real human being born in the world, a historical figure born, crucified, and resurrected. That's, the, the, in a nutshell, the gospel that we celebrate every weekend at Watermark. And the book of Revelation just tells that in dramatic fashion. And I want to give you an example of what I mean. This is from Revelation 21. John, who is a real historical person, an 80-year-old, wrote this book of what he saw. God gave him this miraculous vision. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared. The sea was also gone. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. That's the church, Jesus and his church. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. This is the key verse that made me think of all of you today. Listen to this. At this time, we don't know when this will happen. The Bible is very clear about that. No one knows the day or the hour, Jesus says. But at this time, when this takes place, he, God, will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, look, I'm making everything new. And he said to me, write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy. It's reliable. It's true. And he also said, it's finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of life-giving water. All who are victorious will inherit all of these blessings. I will be their God and they will be my children. Let's pray. Jesus, I just thank you so much for this text um, this piece of history, God, that is trustworthy and true, reliable, God, for our life here and now. I'm praying specifically today for those who are uh, reconstructing their faith, God, that we've ripped it apart, which was good. We've ripped apart the foundation. Maybe it was unsteady to begin with. And today, I pray, would be rebuilding something new and stronger than ever. For the person in the room who doesn't know what they believe about eternity, who doesn't really know what faith is, today, God, Show us with the eyes of our, of our hearts. Show us what's true so we can build our life on that. We ask this, we believe this for today. In Jesus' name, amen. In today's summer festival program, guys, we want to do fun and games and family, but we wanted to give a message of hope. And that's what's on the screen. Is this amazing picture of hope. The author, uh, Daryl Johnson, a book we're reading as a church, he says this, live in the present, today, here and now, live in the present in light of 
the unseen realities of the future. So that whole picture I just read to you from Revelation 21, that verse is an unseen reality of the future. It's unseen. It hasn't happened yet. No one knows when it'll happen, but it's a reality nonetheless. If we could fix our attention on an unseen reality of the future, it would change the way we live here and now. If we could just focus on this hopeful one-day moment, it ought to impact, it ought to impact how we live here and now. But we have a really hard time doing that, don't we? The seen realities of today, the things happening all around us today, are just too aggressive. Every day we open the news and social media, and what does it hold for us? Death, destruction, war, famine, disease. And, and we honestly ask, don't you honestly implore Jesus, where's the hope in that, God? Where's the hope in that today or even in the future? Where's the hope? I have the same struggle. Personally, I have a really hard time living today, here and now, in light of eternity. This hopeful picture that was on the screen a moment ago. I'll tell you a story. This past weekend, my brother was married up in Arrowhead, and I was co-officiant with my brother's brother-in-law. See, the groom is a Christian and the bride was Jewish, hence the co-officiant. <clears throat> anyway, we stayed up there for two nights and three days, me, my wife, and our 10 kids. And that's, uh, someone asked me first service, that's a joke. If you're new to the church, no, my wife and I actually have 10 children. Four of them adopted, six biological, they're all ours. People will ask us, are they all yours? Yes, they're in fact ours. <laughs> Legally, they're ours. Now, there are some times when you have really young children, where you just envision, um, maybe I'd feel better if I just kind of put my head through a sheet of drywall. You know, like, like really thin drywall, but maybe like just the, some of the crying and pain and sorrow would go away if I just kind of, you know, just like, ah. I'd get frustrated throughout the weekend with them, their endless fits and tantrums. I'd grit my teeth and I'd curse a little, under my breath, of course. And then what would follow? What would inevitably come after that? This feeling of self-loathing, right? Like, why can't you just be more patient, Ben? Oh, why couldn't you have been a little bit more compassionate, Ben? Stupid, stupid, stupid. I'm the only crazy person in the room, right? Like I said, I'll be honest with you, I have a, I have a really hard time living today, right now, here and now, in light of the unseen realities of the future. And part of that's because I'm a sinner. I'll announce that to you today. If you didn't know that already, I am. I'm a sinner. And there's nothing I could do to change that. Every single day I wake up, and in the bed next to me, besides my wife and my newborn baby, is my sin nature. What the Bible calls my sin nature. That rotting, stinking, tempting thing that it is, is laying there right next to me. And every day it brings me down. Every day I have words, thoughts, or deeds things I do that separate me from the perfect holiness of God. And he is. He's perfectly holy. This sinless creator God. But, but, I thank God that's not the end of the story. See, I'm a sinner, that's true, but I'm also a sinner saved by grace. I couldn't save myself 
if I wanted to. There's nothing I could do to try and just get right with God. No amount of good deeds or positive thinking would ever fix my situation for me relative to a good and holy God, right? Because I'd still have, a day would go by, and I'd still have at least one thought that falls short of this perfectly holy and just God. But, but, that perfect proportional power of the cross and the empty tomb, right? Christ crucified for us. His blood poured out for us. We celebrate this in communion. Covers our sins perfectly. And the fact that he resurrected on the third day, he overcame death and sin, therefore, we can walk in this new nature. And I love that word proportional power. It's like as far and as deep and as wide as your sins are, your bad thoughts, your bad deeds, the stuff you do, it's covered. It's perfectly proportional. The power of the cross and the empty tomb. Perfectly proportional. It covers us no matter what. Every depth and height is covered. It saves me. It's daily changing me. It's daily doing something in me. It's creating a new nature in me. And it actually is. Like, I can give you a tangible example of this. Let's go back to the wedding example. If you're just joining us, I shared that I had a challenge this last weekend. My younger brother was married. I was co-officiant of the wedding. And uh, my wife and I went up to Arrowhead for the wedding with our 10 kids. A little bit of chaos and disorder ensued because 10 kids. And um, in the weeks leading up to the wedding, I was getting all in my head about the wedding ceremony. Like, went went something like this. Co-officiant? Really, bro? Like, I have to share the stage? I could do so much better than this other guy. And now I have this teeny tiny part in the, in the wedding ceremony. Like, literally, on the wedding ceremony piece of paper says, Ben, colon, eight minutes, period, quote, spiritual message. And I just got off the phone with my brother for the third time in as many weeks, and... Um, I was completely stressed out and even a little dejected. My wife and I are in the car after getting off the phone and, I, and we pull over to get gas and she's helping me talk through the issue. And when all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit, which is the gift to every believer, the actual living Spirit of God that Scripture says resides in every man, woman, and child who professes the name of Jesus, all of a sudden, He gave me such a penetratingly clear sense of his comfort and his grace and his sufficiency that my demeanor instantly changed. I can say that honestly. My demeanor changed in a moment, in seconds. It wasn't a clear voice, let alone an audible one, but it was just like, you know, if you had like your dad or your mom or some influential person who was just kind of standing over your shoulder just right behind you and just this kind of this presence you got. And what I heard, what I sensed was this. Ben, whether I give you two minutes or eight minutes, the words you speak are going to be imbued with power and that will be enough. I'll do the rest with even one spoken word. All things are possible with God. And in that instant, I felt peace. Total peace. Seriously, truly. Any 1% of animosity or potential resentment was gone in a moment. It was amazing. I'm sharing the story with you because God gets the credit. He gets the glory. And it was a tangible, I felt it in my feelings, in my body. I felt it. That's a new nature. 
And that's the saving power of Christ in me. Look at what the Apostle Paul says in the book of Galatians. He affirms this. I died to the law, he says. I stopped trying to meet all of its requirements that I might live for God. My old self, that nature, has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer even I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me. Remember, proportional power to the depths and heights of our sin. Who loved me and gave himself for me. So therefore, I don't treat the grace of God as meaningless. Or if keeping the law could make me, make us right with God, then there was no need for even Christ to die. As I wind down the message today, I want to give you guys an opportunity at the end of the service to come forward and just start this new life. It's an invitation. There's nothing weird or spooky or kooky, but I just want to give you an invitation to, to start this new life today. And I'm guessing there's two kinds of people in the room. Whether you're brand new to hearing this message and you're not sure about your faith, you're not sure about the future hope, you're not, not, not sure about your, about your eternal security, I want to talk to you. Or maybe, and this is the, most of the people I meet, maybe you grew up in the church or you grew up in faith and you're just deconstructing your faith. You're just ripping it up in a good way. But it's kind of led you down this, this meaningless path where you're not sure how to turn the corner and rebuild. Today, I want to help you start that journey of rebuilding. You see, what I read when I look at that verse about the law, I see God's message to you, which is this. God's message to you is that you can stop now. That's the big idea. I want it on the screen. If you guys could put it on the screen, if it's possible. I just want you to read it right now because someone in the room needs to hear that today. God's message to you is you can stop now. You can stop trying to be better on your own. You can stop with all the dead religion. See that faith that we inherited from, you know, whatever church we went to or whatever family system we went to and it just wasn't real or authentic? There's a huge part of, of the law that's just dead religion. It's not real. And so I, I firmly believe when Paul says the word law, it includes two different kinds of laws. Number one, there's the law of the world, of the culture. When you think of the law of the world, I want you to think of the messaging that they give, right? Be nice, do good, give to the poor, don't drink too much, be woke. Uh, and yeah, I thoughtfully am using that word this morning because I think it's a critique of both left and right. Both left and right, both Republican and Democrat want you to just be as woke as you can and repost everything and fight every battle online, right and left. And you just, wokeness is about being alert and attentive to injustices in the world or causes in the world. And the world today wants us to cover all of them. If you covered every injustice, who would you be? You'd be God. That's right. The only being in the universe today that can cover every one of them is God. So that's the law of the world. It's endless and unforgiving and unstoppable. I have to fight every battle. That's the law of the world. It leaves you exhausted. The second law is the one that's picked on the most in Scripture, and it's the law of religion. And maybe that's you, again, raised in church, and, and you were just sick of the legalism and hypocrisy. And it is a hypocrisy that we read those same newspapers today, and the leaders in the highest levels and whole denominational organizations are now being found out about preaching one thing and then doing despicable things behind closed doors. It is a, a deep and dark and sad and horrifying hypocrisy. And it's not the gospel. And it's not authentic faith. 
And that's dead religion. That fake and phony legalism is dead religion. There's a law of the world and there's a law of religion. You can see from scripture that's not faith. So you can stop now. And right now as the band comes up and we're going to sing one worship song and then we're going to release all the fun games. But before we get there, I don't want to miss this moment. If you're feeling in, in the room already like your heart is a little bit softened to this message and you want to be sure You just want to be sure. You want to turn the corner and start reconstructing with us your new family. You want to reconstruct your faith. Or maybe you just want that faith for the first time. I want you to get ready to get out of your seat and come forward. All I'm going to do is pray for you. I'm not even going to touch you. I'm not going to ask you to come up here and speak. Nothing. I'm just going to pray for you. This verse from Revelation 21, verse 7, this is for you. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. See, I want to affirm something really quickly before we close. All human beings on earth, no matter who you are, where you came from, whatever your story is, whatever your practice is, doesn't matter. We're all um, made in the image of God. That's true. Everyone's made in the image of God. But, But not all people are counted as God's children on the final day. When God comes back to restore all things and get rid of the tears and sorrow and crying and death and sickness, he's going to fix all of that. You want to be sure that you have that inheritance, that you're counted as his children, you can do that. And there's no religious routine or hoops to jump through. Paul says that you can confess with your lips and know in your heart that he is God and you're saved. Your eternal security, done. All good. You have right standing with God from the moment you profess that with your lips. And that's the prayer we're going to pray. That verse that I just mentioned is the prayer because I want you to be sure. And you want to be sure. And so right now, if you guys would all stand, if everyone would stand just for worship, and then if there's anyone who wants to come forward and you know you feel it right now, you just come up right now. Just jump out of your seat and come forward right now at the foot of the stage. And, and what that's going to do, the reason we even do that publicly, is so that we can at least see your face, your new family of God, and we're going to get your back. And we're going to know how we can pray for you. And we're going to love on you and support you in this, in this next season of faith for you. That's why we do it this way. And so we don't want you to go alone. This is a community event. No one goes alone. We rise and fall together. So that's why we do a public thing. And it's going to inspire every person in here. Your leap of faith is going to inspire every person in here. So if that's you and you're holding back, just come forward right now. And all we're going to do is just pray. And we're just going to pray for you. Yeah, so good, guys. Thank you. Thank you for humility. Thank you for your honesty and taking the step. So powerful. Thank you, guys, for being willing. So good, so good to have you. You guys, and anyone else who just doesn't feel comfortable coming forward, that's okay. Right where you are, you're just gonna pray with me and with you guys in the front. And you don't even have to say it out loud. You can pray in your heart. You can say it out loud if you want. We can just say a few simple words straight from scripture. And you're gonna have that guarantee no matter what comes in your life, that eternal security, that hope that we just talked about today. And so um, let's close our eyes. And if you're in your seat and you want to pray the prayer, great. Just repeat after me, either out loud in your seat or just to yourself in your heart. And you're just going to say, dear Jesus, today I turn from my self-salvation projects. I turn from my perfectionism. And I accept your free gift of grace. I say from my heart, you are Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Guys, I just want to be the first to welcome you into the new family of God. Okay, that's something to celebrate. We are for you guys. This is Bucky. He's our founding pastor and current teaching pastor. And um, we just want to follow up with you. If you're in your seat and you prayed that that prayer, welcome to the new family of God. You're no longer alone. Your eternal security, it's secure. It's set in stone. Your guys' names after this prayer, whether you felt it or not, or you're still not totally sure, your names are written in the book of life forever because of what you, you prayed this morning. And we're so happy. This is just the beginning. It's not one and done. This is the beginning. We get to journey together now with this family of God I keep referencing. We get to do this together. You'll never be alone. We're for you no matter what. And so um, if you guys want to go back to your seats, we're going to follow up with you. Please fill out those cards. And let's just praise God right now and worship for what he's done. Let's just thank you, Jesus. We hope that this message has challenged and encouraged you. If you need prayer, would like to join a small group community, or are interested in partnering with our work throughout Costa Mesa and Orange County, please go to watermarkoc.com. We would love to start a conversation.